Hey, social capitalist, social entrepreneur, venture venture philanthropist, whatever you may call yourself, you, my friends, are the new heroes of the future of Africa and the world. Welcome. This is Uplift Catalyst, and I am Gatleho, your coach. Let's get it started. I've mentioned before that I used to work for a bank in Johannesburg for many years and uh, one of the things I'm most proud of is um, in my role which was in organizational culture and um, as a a, a product developer and as a change agent I created something called the local hero program uh, which was about encouraging a sense of community um, outside of work and inside work it was quite revolutionary at the time and the whole cultural program in that particular bank back then actually won international awards Um, such a pity that they never kept that work up Um, anyway why I'm proud of that work um, is full circle a few years later when I returned to do more leadership development work at that same bank I actually became a recipient of the local hero uh, program award and I was able to take the prize money and uh, gift it to a uh, education um, fund um, that I'm really proud of that uh, began many many years ago in the 70s so it actually made me think about who are my heroes and I know this is gonna sound so uh, cliche of course Uh, you know as a South African Nelson Mandela uh, my son wears his uh, Nelson Mandela shirt on Heritage Day and he is our hero and he's a world hero on a global stage uh, and a Nobel Prize winner as well but seeing as we're talking social entrepreneurship I thought well how come I don't have any uh, heroes and it's actually because it's a new thing for us to talk about social entrepreneurship it's not one of these things that's been around uh, you know since Mandela's days or before Um, Muhammad Yunus uh, I hope I'm saying his name right Yanis was the first social entrepreneur to win the Nobel Peace Prize very recently 2006 he uh, created microfinance so for you those of you who are in tech and in fintech in particular who are working on leapfrogging Africa through technology pay attention to social entrepreneurship because you know there are heroes who are doing things differently with technology and with pricing and with their business models in order to positively impact masses of people and that's the kind of thinking we need Muhammad 
um, saw a big gap that created huge problems for ordinary people in India. And he took the time to find out what people really needed and how he could be of assistance. And in the process, he was able to bring massive capital to that problem and alleviate it. And in so doing, help people make their dreams come true. Help people uplift themselves just through tiny, tiny loans, micro loans. Um, You know, an amount that maybe to you or me might seem insignificant can often be the difference between abject poverty and being able to be be an agent in your own life. So I have a new hero, Muhammad Yunus, and uh, I hope you will take the time to tell me who your social entrepreneurship heroes are uh, all over the world. And um, yeah, so what is this thing called social entrepreneurship Uh, really it is about social capital and social return on investment plus business capital and business return on investment merging together in order to create a sustainable triple bottom line on people planet profit but in an inclusive and aspirational way how's that for a definition Do you think I got it there or would you add something or take something away? From my perspective, um, having a psychology background and a coaching background, emotional intelligence is really required to be able to do social entrepreneurship, um, which is slightly different from regular old (laughs) entrepreneurship. And why do I say emotional intelligence? I'm not just saying that because it's a buzzword, right? If you know uh, the definition, the most widely known definition of emotional intelligence, of EQ, is self-awareness, which translates to self-management, self-regulation, right? Plus social awareness, which translates to social management. So I realized that this idea of social entrepreneurship is really just systematizing solutions for social management and social improvement and social positive impact and monetizing it in an intelligent way that uplifts rather than goes into a community to pull out wealth um it's about growing together because of self-awareness and because of a bedrock of being grounded in self-awareness and self-management right so the people who are highly sensitive um, who are doing a lot of inner work to improve themselves are most likely going to be the perfect candidates Right? The people who struggle the most in traditional business life, in traditional corporate life, if they build up their self-worth enough, they're most likely going to be the new heroes of uh, Africa, 
you know, the new heroes of Africa's future through entrepreneurship rather than through government uh, or just um, advocacy on its own. Um, you know, the way that a Nelson Mandela would have done it. Um, of course, that was completely appropriate for that time. Well, what about now? Will it be you? Am I speaking right now to a future Nobel Peace Prize winner, a future uh, Mandela, uh, as the Americans would say it? I think I just might be. You know, um, I really think that those of us who feel pulled and yearned to this idea, we don't realize perhaps because we're still early in the journey, how great we're doing, how well we're doing. And I want to encourage you to keep on. Quite sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, you are what the world needs, you are what Africa needs. So keep on keeping on. heard it we've seen it we've lived it and here's the thing that I love the most about entrepreneurs but particularly social entrepreneurs in Africa we see potential where others see tragedy we see a future that others can't even begin to imagine you know that's both our super power and our curse <laughs> uh, why do I say that it's our superpower obviously because we can if we harness this um, vision of ours this heartfelt way that we see the future um, driven by you know love for our children or just love for our communities and ourselves um, we can often find ourselves surrounded by people who are naysayers people who are pull her downers people who you know what I'm talking about people who are very quick to say yeah it won't last Oh, you can't make money doing that or what else did they say you've heard them um, so you've got to kind of pull away because the things that are tugging at your heart like education for children health care for children clean water housing climate you would advocate for those things with ease right um, whereas they would complain uh, and moan and only see the problem so my challenge to you today is if you could advocate for these well-being things for change and uh, really strive to be a change agent you can also strive to be really um, tough 
and really create viable business out of those things, out of that vision of yours that burns in your heart, right? And the toughness is a mental toughness. It's a toughness that comes from character, not a toughness that's building up walls against people. So one of the hardest lessons in life that I've personally had to learn and one of the hardest things I find in coaching people, it doesn't matter what level they are, senior management executives, new managers, um, you know, ordinary people just starting their careers, students, um, the hardest thing is the idea that you've got to surround yourself with quality people only, you know, and uh, oh, it, it, I think it, that has taken me the majority of my adult life to work on that, you know, because what happens is you are going to either be labeled arrogant or a snob or um, holier than thou. Uh, all kinds of things are going to happen to you, which essentially are what is known in many parts of the world as tall poppy syndrome. Right? The brighter your idea, the more it's going to freak people out who can't get it because they're complaining and fearful and um, just trying to survive. Most people have to see to believe, but social entrepreneurs see first and foremost. Right? They see and they create um, in the mind's eye, you know, um, high potential and high performance and high standard um, businesses that also lift up and, and soothe and give hope. It can be a lonely place. I'm not going to kid you. Um, you can often find yourself working alone, right? And um, being a lone pioneer, you know, which is, you know, akin to being a lone wolf. Um, because you swim against the stream, because you have different hopes for yourself and your future, and therefore you can do that for others and your community. It's a very special trait, and um, you're not going to find a lot of people who encourage that. You're not going to find a lot of people who see it and not think, oh my gosh, why is she so weird? Most people are going to see that in you and be turned off by it, unfortunately. Now, that doesn't, that shouldn't dampen your spirit. And I, I'm pretty sure it won't. Because you'll have experienced that some of you maybe without understanding it, it's a normal challenge of the path that you choose when you try and do great things right you have to have resistance um, it's not testing you right um, it's not like a, a, a 
baptism of fire type of thing, uh, which can be daunting and demotivating to think of it that way. It just is, you know, um, when you create a business, it's like you birth a child, you know, and every woman out there who's had children, you know that you can't shake that baby and make it grow faster. You can't feed it extra and make it smarter. You know, that baby is going to grow in its time. Yes, of course, give it good um, environment, good food, nutrition, but more isn't necessarily going to do more faster, right? Um, Better sometimes, better quality food, better quality environment can create a, a thriving child but not necessarily a baby that you know yesterday they were you know um sleeping all day and then tomorrow they are running and you know skipping there's a process involved so you know being in business is a process as well it's a process that grows you the entrepreneur grows your perspective grows your heart grows your understanding your skills um, your um, your circle so see that as part of the process you know to meet new people to make new friends to find mentors um, and to allow mentors to find you and how you do that is not by hiding or keeping quiet or um, being fearful like we spoke about in the previous episode you've got to let yourself be that tall poppy and uh, you know what happens Uh, those who threaten to cut you down never actually do they can't do it because you're not really a poppy you're a human being with big dreams powerful ideas and they cannot cut you down and so your biggest task is finding support finding community finding togetherness finding your tribes people um, you know not necessarily like-minded but certainly like-hearted um, and that's l-i-k-e hearted because those are going to be the people who help you stay uh, motivated, buoyed, uh, enthusiastic, enjoying when you see their successes and they see yours, um, you can spark each other forward. Um, Yeah, we need your success stories, even your little wins, you know, that might feel insignificant to you. Um, So send them in, tell me what you're up to, Tell me what you would love um, Uplift Catalyst to touch on, to research and share, and uh, we'll be on it. This is Katlaho, and uh, like I said earlier, I'm going to say it twice today, you really are doing very, very well. Keep going.
Oh yes, you are undefinable. So today's Ogmandino's scroll marked eight says, today I increase my value a hundredfold. And the way I think about this scroll in particular is that today I increase my self-worth a hundredfold. You know, when you do that, everything else comes flowing in, including the value you can add to the world, including being able to have the self-awareness and the expansiveness of social awareness. Go for it, guys. We can do this thing. Let's elevate.